0: Let me buy you a pack of gum. I'll show you how to chew it. Oof. Good morning everyone. I'm Eugene Driscoll and welcome to Naval Gazing, the Valley Indies weekly talk show. The Valley Indie is a nonprofit online newspaper that publishes Monday through Friday at Valleyindie.org. And Valley Naval Gazing is heard on ValleyIndy.org, WNHH 103.5 FM in New Haven, and it's available all the time on iTunes and SoundCloud. I'm not joined this morning by my uh, co-host, ValleyIndy.org reporter Ethan Fry. Maybe he'll come in later. I don't know. But our guest this morning, and today is Friday, July 1st, by the way, and this will be broadcast Monday, July 4th is Derby Second Ward Alderman Art Gherkins, who is making his first appearance on Naval Gazing. Welcome to the show, Alderman Gherkins.
1: Thank you, Eugene, and uh, um, I'm happy to have this opportunity to speak to the citizens of Derby, and I wore my sweater vest in honor of you.
0: Yeah! See, that's Art Gherkins for you. Th- th- I was thinking before you came in here, of like an intro, you know? And uh, sometimes, I mean, I've been going to, like, Local government meetings in Connecticut, and and I started in New York for like 15 years now. And uh, actually, I, I, my my father's the chief of police in the town I grew up, so we'd even watch him. I'd be one of we'd watch him on cable access. Like I went to meetings in person as a kid, and sometimes there'd be local lawmakers. You could tell I don't know why they were there. They clearly weren't listening. They clearly hadn't done any preparation. I think sometimes they had trouble staying awake during the meetings. Uh, you're not that guy. you're you're not a guy who is, you're not afraid to uh, to give your opinion. Uh, and you return phone calls to the press.
1: Well, thank you. And that's one of the things that I've been trying to do is um, you know, I, I, a buzzword that a lot of people use is transparency in government, but I really take that to heart, and I try to be open uh, to the constituents. I recently launched a Twitter feed account that is trying to get news out there that maybe you wouldn't get. Now I'm not trying to uh, get in your way um, because you are the, the voice of the Valley right now. But um, sometimes there's tidbits that I could hear that I'll, I'll tweet out there. And um, I just believe in an open, transparent government. That's, that's one of my core values. And so, yeah, my, my opinion is my opinion, but I represent the people of the second ward and um, that's who elected me. That's who I represent. And so, you know, the voice will be heard whether you like it or not.
0: And uh, your Twitter handle, what is it? Alderman Art? What's yeah, that I tried thing? Alderman
1: Art, but maybe there's an Alderman Art Somebody somewhere out there. So it's Alderman Art G.
0: Gotcha. So it's Alderman Art G if you want to check it out on Twitter. And actually, as a news source, we found at least two uh, news stories from it that we weren't aware of. Uh, the Route 34 Bridge, they're doing that big construction on Route 34 uh and uh, the dot has this configuration right now i mean it's it's sort of involved to go into basically the 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 turning lanes are are sort of a mess as it is and the plan was to leave it that way and the city lobbied to get it restored to what it originally was before the construction began i'm talking about route 34 east right in front of st michael's church right there so i saw that on your your twitter feed
1: yeah and the, the route 34 tweet um i just thought it was big news that would affect a lot of people so um, I, I did, before I tweeted it out, I called the mayor and I said, hey, mayor, do you have an issue with me tweeting this out? Because I really think um, it should get out there. And she said, no, absolutely not. Go right ahead.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's, it's an interesting point. I'm not talking about Derby specifically. I'm just ta- talking about local government in general. You know, social media is relatively a new thing, and a lot of local governments will, uh, use social media for, like, the fake check presentation, you know, sort of these, the, and there's a place for those stories. It's all sort of happy, happy, joy, joy, but they tend not to do stories that matter to people, and that's one that actually matter to people, and we can measure it, because that was one of our most read, uh, stories of that week, so that's cool to see as a, as a reporter, as a nonprofit reporter, and a resident of Derby, and, uh, Alderman Gherkins is my alderman. I live in the second ward. It's nice to see the government use social media the correct way. So we're going to be taking calls uh, during this uh, show, by the way. Uh, Right before Art came in here, I put a note on our Facebook page. And if I sound like I'm hesitating, it's because I'm juggling 18,000 windows at once. Our phone number's out there. We could be getting live calls. I don't know. But we did have a question. Mark Weissman actually posted a question on our Facebook page for Alderman Gherkins. And here it is. Since Derby High wisely offers forensics as part of their curriculum, is there a partnership in place with nearby UNH, home of the renowned renowned Henry C. Lee Institute of Forensic Science, to encourage students to enter the field? And if there already is one, what can be done to promote it more? Thanks.
1: Well, um, interesting question, but not that I'm aware of. I, I, am sure you've heard recently we did enter into an agreement with post-university, but, um, I'm, I'm not aware of any such agreement with UNH, although all those ideas are great ideas, and I'm sure Dr. Conway would, you know, run with it if, if, when he hears good ideas. Right,
0: yeah, that, that's probably a great question for the, uh, Derby Board of Education. Correct. Uh, and we're, uh, You know, we've should. we had Dr. Conway on. I think we've had him on the show once. We had Marty Pascal, the high school principal, on this show. I don't think we've had any Board of Ed members. Oh, yes, well, we had Jim Gilday, but it was more in his capacity of uh, the transit thing uh, he is involved with. And I should
1: say, Jim Gilday is doing a great job with that. And, um, you know, I I know he has a Twitter feed, and Mm. he tries to keep people up to date on Board of Ed stuff. And so I think he was first, but I'm following his lead. I think it's a great idea.
0: That's true. It's good you mentioned him. I forgot that uh, Jim Gilday uh, has an active Twitter feed. Let's get to the good stuff. Let's talk about charter revision uh, in the city of Derby. And we might have calls that interrupt us as we do it, which is fine. But uh, the charter, from what I understand, uh, the charter of any city in Connecticut is like... It's sort of like its little constitution. It's a set of rules that govern how... The government should work, uh, how it's set up, what it should do, what it can't do. It sets up everything in there from uh, bid requirements to the duties of the mayor and all that uh, good stuff. And every couple of years, all the towns go through this uh, revision process. And Alderman Gherkins is on the Charter Revision Commission. Uh, It's being chaired by Sheila Parizzo. Mm -hmm. Am I saying her last name correctly? Uh, Parizzo? I apologize. But I may be saying it wrong. So, and then there's Adam Pacheco, Pacheco, new guy, he's on there. Uh, yeah, who's
1: very good, by the way. He seems yeah, to be... Yeah, smart guy. Yeah, he's he's pretty, pretty smart guy.
0: And who else is on there?
1: Uh, Joe DiMartino. Joe DiMar- alderman alderman DiMartino. Alderman DiMartino.
0: Uh, your, your fellow second ward right. alderman.
1: Um, uh, there's... Uh, Hughes. Ken Hughes' dad. Yeah. Uh, I think it's... Bob Hughes. I think I so. call him Mr. Hughes. Yeah, you
0: think I you think I would have looked this up? <laughs> of, oh, I apologize, Mr. Hughes. Yeah, right, Mr. Hughes. Yeah, Mr. Bev, Hughes Bev, is on Moran Bev Moran is on
1: there, and Jim Stat.
0: So yeah, and, and and I've been impressed by the meetings. I've I've been to two of them, and I listened to the tape of, of one of them. So that's uh, three total. Uh, how how long have you guys been meeting?
1: Uh, well, we we have a very short timeline. We've been meeting twice a week. Um, oh, I want to say since mid June. And our schedule is we want to continue meeting twice a week through July. We want to present something to the Board of Aldermen uh, by the end of July so that they can have a public hearing, and then they get to either accept or reject what we're recommending. Um, and you know, then it's going to go, if they accept it, after you know a public hearing then it would get put on the uh, the ballot at referendum
0: people so the people even though this is the Charter revision Commission uh, you can't change the the Charter the board of Aldermen can't change the charter it ultimately goes to the people of Derby correct whether you want to make some adjustments that's great uh, and I know there's uh, there's a lot of routine stuff on there will you, you, mm-hmm. de- you deal with grammar and, and things mm-hmm. that are just uh, not clear that's always the way Der- Derby's in a unique position because I know Ethan and I for years now we would, whenever we cited the Derby Charter or came into contact with the Derby Charter, it's like Raiders of the Lost Ark because mm-hmm. people would immediately be like, "Well, we don't know if that's the charter. Right. The charter might be, you know, Indiana Jones has it in that giant room at the end of the movie there." In, yeah. in, so, and then there's like wrong things in the charter. There's there's things allegedly in the charter. It's it's yeah. sort of a it's a mess. I think it's safe. to It say. is.
1: It's high time that we took on this challenge. Um, just for the grammar and the spelling errors. And, you know, throughout the charter, um, you know, the pronoun is he or his or him. So we're, we're making it more him, her, um, aldermen, people, um, you know, frown upon that term. So we were going to say aldermen or alderwomen. Right now it looks like we may go to alders, like much like New Haven does. They have their board of alders. Oh, interesting. Um, so a lot of the housekeeping is being done right now. And then we're tackling a couple of other issues that um, would help Doing business with the city of Derby.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because I was at that last meeting because I missed the first couple. And I didn't even know the thing had been formed. I've I've missed a lot of uh, Alderman meetings. I'll blame it on my kids' soccer. (laughs) I'll play the pity card. Been there, done that. Yeah, right, right, (laughs) right. You and Jim Gilday both. Uh, So, But at that last meeting that I went to uh, earlier in this week, uh, the, the, the talk was, like, well, it was, it was formed with the sort of mission overall of uh, fixing the charter in some ways and then making it easier to do business in the city. Is that generally?
1: Yeah, that, w- that would be a, a great way to put it. Um, we we want to make it easy. And right now, uh, the bidding requirements, there's a lot of focus been on that because it's just too loose. It's just, you know, there's no, it doesn't seem to be any cohesive system. And what we're trying to do And, you know, it's still in the talking stages is maybe, you know, direct the finance director to have a a bigger handle in that rather than each separate uh, director of each department. Someone needs to have centralized control over the process to make sure that everything that goes out there is fair and consistent. So we're, we're kind of striving for that goal.
0: And one of the things that uh, the town clerk, Mark Garofalo, who's been sort of the secretary for these meetings, mm-hmm. but he's extensive history. He's a former mayor, right. and he served a whole bunch of positions uh, in Derby. And he sort of, he, he's a policy wonk in general. I think he's, he's a guy, you get you, you run across people who just like local government and, and looking at, at, at charters. Right. And he said that, the, I, what struck me at that meeting I attended, he was saying basically the bid system, th- there is no system. And he indicated maybe it was him. And, and we've heard this in other towns too. Well, they'll be okay, th- we'll, we'll do a project and uh, we got to put it out to bid if it's $5,000 or more. I'll just post that, I'll throw that number out there. And then you'll see the bids from the local guy or, or whomever come in. I'm looking at Ethan because it happens in some of the cities he covers. The bid will be like 4999 And then it doesn't have to go out to big. Right. And the, the problem that we've heard with some sometimes what happens is when the project is actually done, you, you've paid more than... Is that right, Ethan? You've paid more than that $499,000 bid that sort of skirted the bid requirement. Is is Derby experiencing some of those
1: well, uh, I, issues? Well, I think those things are addressed, but uh, again, there's no central person keeping an eye on all this. So, you know, I, I know at the last meeting we approved, you know, something like 10 or 12 invoices to the same company. That was on all, the,
0: all, all the Board of Aldermen Yes, and
1: all below that threshold. So, um... There okay. was a mechanism to catch that, but it appears that it, you know it wasn't it wasn't followed. Now, what do you do once the work's been done? I mean, there there really you could make a stand and say no, don't pay the guy, but the work was done. But what we need to do is tighten that up so that there is oversight. There is a central person looking at all of these bids.
0: And then what always happens in these cases is, uh, especially when you're you know Derby's not the biggest community in the world. None of our Naugatuck Valley towns are gigantic. It can easily get personal because you're talking about. I mean, it, you know, when you when you mention any of these topics that we talk about of charter revision, there's always a person who's affected, or a company, or group, or organization affected by it, and uh, so it goes from sort of business-like and charter revision into, "Hey, you're screwing me! Don't mm-hmm. screw me!" Is that? Right. Do you have to like sort of walk that line?
1: Well, that's a, a fine balancing act, and unfortunately, it's all too prevalent in politics and. You know i I see it locally and and i i haven't always walked that line i've always been you know getting out of line and shaking the line up but um you know it it is the the rules are there they're to be followed and i know the next thing that we we talked you're probably going to bring up is uh about the dual office surfing serving and um that's something i have my feelings on it and i think i even said at, at that last meeting that you were at that look uh that chapter that section doesn't really matter to me. It didn't
0: come from you, right? Because I was talking earlier about how, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, the charter revision was set up to like the the, the talking point was making it easier to do business with the city. And then this dual waiver, and that's whether an employee who works for the city of Derby can also uh, serve on an elected or appointed board or commission. Right now, the rules in Derby say no. Unless you get a unanimous waiver from the Board of Aldermen. But right. that, now, the, the, the talk about taking that, that wasn't you who brought that into the discussion. No.
1: Okay. No. no. Um, there, there's a movement out there um, that they, they'd like to see that section of the charter eliminated altogether, which, you know, at that meeting, I said, well, that's, that's fine with me. I really don't have a stake in that, um, you know my problem all along has has been the appearance of conflicts of interest so taking out that section of the charter at the time i said that really doesn't matter to me but after reflecting on that issue a couple of days um what i should have said and i made this a point for the record at the last meeting was that it's not like that section doesn't matter to me it's just that i'm <laughs> reserved to the fact that The votes are there on this Charter Revision Commission to send it to the Board of Aldermen. And the votes are likely there from the Board of Aldermen to then send it to the people at referendum. So instead of getting worked up over it and fighting everybody, which is tiring, you know, it is draining, um, you know, let it go to the people. Let the people vote and let the people speak and be heard. And I think that's the best answer for all. So you're going to have a more mellow and calm Alderman art. For this process,
0: uh, that's interesting because I was going to ask you uh, about sort of uh, you you have somewhat, and I'm putting it; these are my words, a confrontational style sometimes when you uh, speak out against uh, something. Uh, but but I don't want to I don't want w- w- to get too off track because this dual office holding. It, it, I went to that meeting, and, I, and it was a great discussion. Derby should put its meetings on uh, on local access cable. That's a little editorial there, uh, but it was very hard to write about. Uh, that meeting. And I'll be honest with you because, you know, reporters are supposed to be unbiased. But as I sat there and, and tried to write it, it was very hard for me uh, to, to get the story done. And I still haven't written it, it's in like various forms on my computer here. Because to me personally, it, uh, it makes sense to have that rule in there. Uh, and it's been bothering me because I, I feel like I'm, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't want the story to come across as an editorial or, or Eugene Driscoll opinion. Uh, on this, because I haven't, I'm not an elected official in Derby. I don't have the years of experience. I didn't grow up in Derby. I don't have that years of experience in Derby government. But on the face of it, it looks like it's something that's needed. And maybe it's because I'm a cynical reporter, but I've seen other places and you can read about it. And it's happened all over the US where there's these things called political machines. And not to get a tin hat uh, and conspiracy theorist crazy, but. If you're in a city where there's not a lot of registered voters and a lot of people don't turn out to the polls, and you have strong political parties, it is possible for a machine to get built, and you're sort of manipulating uh, government. Uh, and I thought that's why that provision was in place because you don't want, you know, the, the you know the 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 people are the managers in a way, and they elect people to serve uh, in office, but sort of the job of the of lawmakers is to keep the employees in check and that's not a perfect way to put it but you wouldn't want an employee negotiating a contract or doing a union deal or having influence on something like that and also serving on the board of Alderman that just doesn't seem to to jive it just and, and that's my opinion mm-hmm. uh, and then I was just looking at so I tried to research, I actually sent our intern to, to the Derby Library and to Town Hall to try to figure out well, where did this come from. Mm-hmm. And we found things in the past, like when Scott Bolton, who's a Derby police officer, when he was first put on the board of Aldermen, he said on the record, and it's, it's in the city meeting minutes, I'm not going to weigh in on police matters at all because I'm a police officer uh and you it it seemed that was the way up to a point but now you've got a lot of times in derby what you'll see and i've held my tongue maybe that i was doing a disservice or maybe i'm a coward as a reporter because i didn't want to rock the boat but i've seen and i'm not saying it's this administration or the past administration i won't name names but you'll see people on the board of aldermen weigh in on a a property (laughs) their family owns property and they have a problem with a neighbor and the alderman will weigh in on it Mm -hmm. and everywhere i've I've worked, usually that's when an attorney or someone will get up and go, "Oh, wait, hold on a second. Here's our code of ethics and here's where you can talk about, here's what you should recuse yourself on. There's other things called the appearance of impropriety and that's hugely important. While it may be the letter of the law, maybe you should just not weigh in on that." Yep. And I'm saying all this cuz it seems to be like that's where your what that's your concern in in Derby.
1: That's a fair assessment. That that is my concern. And just as a, for instance, um, this past weekend was Derby Day, and, you know, I've had a couple verbal sparring mats with uh, Tommy D'Onofrio, who is uh, a new alderman, and I respect him, and we've gone back a long time, Um, you know, just a a great guy. And we were doing the political thing, we were, Rosa DeLora was was at Derby Day, as was uh, Linda Gentile and myself and the mayor went to meet them, and Tommy was part was working the event as a police officer, and he, um, he was keeping security for, the, for you know, the people that were there. And we went to take a picture, and I said, Tom, come on, get in, you're an alderman. And he said, oh, no, nope, I'm a police officer. I don't want that. He that was in uniform? He was in uniform. He said, I, okay, absolutely yeah, not. not and idea. I yeah. think we need more of that. So despite uh-huh. the verbal sparring with Tommy, I got it, and he, he seems to get it. Now, some of the other issues I brought up, I just don't understand why the, you know, it comes down to common sense. I mean, if you're involved, or the appearance of being involved in something, recuse yourself. It's an easy thing to do. Instead, you you know, if you don't recuse yourself, you have all these issues brought up from people like me, and others in the audience, and it just, you know, if if you're in any way involved, Get out of that discussion, and problem solved. So I think by not doing that, this issue has you know become a little bit bigger. And um, you know I'd really like to see. Um, I know we we, we asked uh, the corporation counsel for a ruling. Uh, Barbara Janeiro did. And it was a couple was, of months ago. It was yeah. a few months ago. We haven't seen it yet. But and and I said at that meeting that no matter what you know gets written or put down, you're still not going to convince me because just that appearance in in my mind is wrong so you know i look forward to seeing that ruling but again it's it's not going to change my the way i process things to me it's wrong people need to recuse themselves when they're when they're in those sort of situations
0: and uh and then you know the the other the other side of this and i'm almost it's not it's not even like it's a side but because these are you know people who everyone's serving to to make derby a better place i mean Mm -hmm. just throw that out there uh and I did, I, you know, for this podcast, I invited a whole bunch of people on, but because it's the 4th of July holiday, all holidays now, especially if they fall on a Monday, are now six days. <laughs> so nobody else could do it. And I thought my thing was I could either, you could do it. So my, my choices were to either not do it this week and hope that I could get one together with everybody next week mm-hmm. or just do it with you. Uh, but nobody else could make it. So because any, if anybody uh, listening from the Derby political scene is offended that, uh, you know, this is a one-sided conversation... You're welcome to come on this podcast uh, next week. Just email me at Eugene Driscoll at Gmail, and uh, I'd love to have you
1: on. Yeah, and I'd, I'd like to say that working where I work, uh, June 30th, I had to use up some vacation time, so I've been off all week. So it was very easy for me you to could come do in. It. Yeah, the, o- the other people I understand are working. And a point that you touched on before about um, you know we we all know each other. I mean, heck, everybody on that board, I have had some sort of relationship in one form or another through the years um some are friends some not so friendly but you know what we're in a small town we're all with the same goal the the problem that you know that I seem to have is people take it too personally like if you go if you have an opposing view it's like that friendship that relationship is right out the window and I try to tell people I don't know if I'm, I'm getting through but you know, if I have my own opinion. Art Gherkins at 374 Hawthorne, I have my own opinion. But I represent the people of the second ward. And, you know, sometimes the people that come to me with issues, they have complete opposite, you know, motivations, reasons, issues than I do. But I still was elected by them. So I will bring them up, whether they're popular, unpopular, whatever. And there's a feeling that when I bring some of these issues up, oh, there goes Art again. You know, right, and I
0: wanted to, there's, a whole, there's so much, because it, uh, we're, we're already like 26 minutes uh, <laughs> into this. But you're listening to Valley Naval Gazing on valleyindy.org and 103.5 WNHH, New, Haven, New Haven's community radio station. But uh, basically, I started to say, the, the other, I'll just say the other side in this says, look, it's simple. If the people elect someone to office, that person should take office. Uh, it's not up to the Board of Aldermen to decide. that You can't take that away. And I think it was Adam Pacheco. Pacheco, hmm. I apologize if I'm mispronouncing <laughs> that. But he had a great quote in that meeting where he said, basically, the government should not be in, in the polling booth with the voter. That's a sacred thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that's sort of what the—and I, and I think, I mean, just based on what I've seen on, uh, on Facebook, uh, I was home uh, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I just put that question on Facebook on a Sunday. You know, I was sitting in my garage with nothing. This is what I, this, these are my Sundays. <laughs> I'm pathetic. But I just said, uh, you know, should Derby City employees be allowed to serve as elected officials? Why or why not? And I said, the context, right now, Derby City employees need a unanimous vote from the Board of Aldermen to serve, but there's a move afoot to remove the requirement. And the first answer was uh, Debbie Horvath said, potential conflict of interest, question mark. Uh, somebody else said no. Uh, but then, I, I think the majority of the comments were in favor of this. Uh, Darlene Zawaza, if someone works at a hospital, they are denied medical services because it's a conflict. Are they denied uh, medical service because it's a conflict of interest? Uh, so it went on and on. It did get a little personal. There were a couple of, like, uh, 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 family members of current aldermen who kind of said, you don't have anything to do, Art. You're just sitting around uh, yep. doing this. <laughs> and, and that brings up, because the other thing happening here is... Uh, when at that inauguration of Mayor Dugato's second term, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sh- everyone gets sworn in. It's a cool, really cool thing in Derby, the history of the way they do it. It was at Derby High School, I think, this last one. I didn't attend. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. and, then the, and then the Board of Aldermen and all the various boards and commissions have a meeting right there and then on the spot. I mean, it's democracy in action. You can't get any more open than that. Right. Uh, and, and one of the things that happens at that meeting is that you decide who's going to be the president of the Board of Aldermen. And mm-hmm. I am spitting on you. I I, I, I apologize. <laughs> But you you were the you were the president. Yep. And you did, and Then they made it Carmen Dicenzo. Correct. And the word on the street that it's like the open secret. Well, Art it was so offended by this, he wanted to get revenge mm-hmm. essentially. And he was you've been soured mm-hmm. uh, because you felt you got. Stabbed in the back by not being named president of the board of aldermen mm-hmm. again. Okay. And you had said at that, uh, after that meeting, maybe even during, you were uncomfortable with the city employees serving on various elected boards. Mm-hmm. And you had doubts in your head as to whether, if you could do it over, whether you would have voted yes. Right. And all they needed was you or someone else on the board of aldermen to say no. And essentially you could have negated the people's vote and uh- got someone tossed.
1: Yep, a lot of that is uh, correct. Okay. Um, but you know, if you, if you look at it realistically, um, I think it would be political suicide for someone to throw out the vote of the citizens. I mean, you may make your point, but you know what? You, you'd probably be done as an elected official. And after all, and and I made this comment at the meeting. Uh, the citizens did elect them. They they. I assume they knew what they did for a living. So. Although, um, but let's not forget that during that time, there was also the WPCA issues were coming up. There were a bunch of issues coming up right at election time. So, yeah, I did think about it long and hard, but ultimately I decided that, you know, the voice of the people, you know, spoke. So and, the, and these people, people deserved my vote. And For
0: people not familiar, there uh, the WPCA has a myriad of issues. Uh, in Derby, last I heard, it was actually under investigation for perhaps changing some uh, uh, data uh, at the water pollution control plant. Uh, there was a $31 million referendum that the Derby voters approved to fix all the various problems with the infrastructure. And you have a member of the Board of Aldermen who's also uh, a WPCA employee mm. uh, who uses his expertise uh, to sort of uh, advise the, uh, the aldermen, uh, albeit in public. Uh, On WPCA matters, right?
1: So those things were true, and as as far as uh, me being the president and holding a grudge and this and that, look, there's a point there where you realize as that you've lost the group. You know, um, I've studied.
0: Are you you like a man without a party right now? Uh,
1: No, nope. I'm I'm still a member of the Democratic Party, so you know I get invited to their caucuses and and anything else that they do. So I am a member of the Democrats. as you know, my first term I ran as an independent endorsed by the Democrats. And then at some point I, I decided that I was more in line with the Democrats. So I am a member of the Democratic Party uh, in Derby. And, you know, that that's what I am right now. But um, I, I joked that, you know, Carmen and I met uh, the Thursday before, oh, I want to say before the election or uh, somewhere around that time. And you know, we had a, uh, he he expressed his interest that he wanted to be the board president. And I says, well, you know, Carm, you know, I only got in in February and it's only been nine months or so. Because
0: Barbara Janeiro had stepped down. Is that how it Yeah,
1: works? she stepped down. Her, okay. her dad was ill at the time, so she decided to step down. And okay. I said, look, you know, um, I have the computer skills and I, I think I can do this for you, but only if, if you want to step down. And ultimately she did. So I did become the president and um, I I was there for nine months. So I told Carmen, uh, look, um, I don't want to be known as the William Henry Harrison of board presidents, meaning the shortest term ever. Um, I think I'd like to get, you know, at least one more year in and then, you know, I would wholeheartedly endorse you and recommend you for president the following year and We had an agreement that Thursday, but come the following Monday, the word was out that you know there was a movement to get me out. So um, I was disappointed in Carmen, and Carmen and I go way back. Um, He he was my first Pop Warner coach when I was eight years old. Are you too
0: friendly now, or is it sort of a non-speaking thing? Well,
1: you know what, friendly—it's professional. Um, Mm -hmm. I did meet with him on a Saturday morning, and the two of us hashed out our differences and. I'm not going to go there. I have a respect for Carmen, but you know, th- I think there was irreparable damage done. Um, you know, and and you could take that for what it's worth. But I ask because mm-hmm.
0: one of the things that I've noticed in Derby and and some of the other towns we cover here is that sometimes what seems to be uh, to it seems to get in the way of progress, of things happening, of economic development and 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 stable taxes, is you get uh, just blatant personal disagreements. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember, uh, you know, I've asked uh, two mayors in the Valley uh, just you know, per, just talking, you know, trying to learn about the Valley, why you mm-hmm. ran for office. And you you expect sometimes like a JFK like, well, here's what I wanted to do. And it's like, nah, this guy insulted my wife or this guy came into my business and dropped an F-bomb. So I decided yeah. not exactly inspiring. Uh, right. uh, how do you, and, and, and I wanted to ask you also doubling back, uh in in terms of your style cuz sometimes it seems you, you're bringing up issues mm-hmm. but you're also hitting people uh, you're 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 sort of using the claw end of a hammer mm-hmm. on their skull uh mm-hmm. like there was that meeting i, I think it was a it was an alderman WPCA meeting where you had talked you you had a long uh, uh letter mm-hmm. where you brought up uh issues that may have been outside the realm uh, of discussion there do you think you did uh permanent damage with your relationships to, to some of the local politicians by being that tough well, or harsh?
1: Well, probably, but you know, uh, I'm at the point in my life where I'm comfortable who I am. And again, I represent uh, the people of Second Ward. There are many people who commented on some of those reports that we got back about the WPCA. And I said, you know what, um, it's about time we bring this out in the open. And I, I brought, you know, 20, 30 questions there. I mean, <laughs> let's admit, I was on a roll that night. And uh, it was like the
0: donuts when you had said like they were getting donuts. Well,
1: you know, again, that, that I could care less about donuts, but that's what constituents told me. So, you know, I bring it up. Um, I'm sorry that people take it personally, but that's not, that's not my intent. And uh, it really isn't. I'm, I'm all about Derby. I'm all about what's right for Derby. And sometimes what's right for Derby is people need to look in the mirror and say, you know what, this could be done better. And, I take that approach from my work I did with St. Mary St. Michael School. As you know, that school was in danger of closing a few yeah, years like ago. Yeah, tied and, to
0: the train tracks and yeah. the train was coming down. the. And, uh,
1: and we did something that, you know, by all accounts has never been done before. We got that school off that list and it is thriving now. And you know how we did that? We did that with the team approach. We did that with people from all different walks of life. Um, and we just had a common goal. We checked the egos at the door and we save the school and that's something that that's great and so i thought getting into politics we take that same approach you know what we all love derby we got some talented people on this board let's let's go to it and unfortunately you know it, maybe i was naive there are some egos there are some things that just get in the way you take two steps forward and one step back and it, it's just frustrating because i know i know we could do much better and One of the things I'm trying, I'm taking a book out, uh, a page out of Dr. Anita's book, is she has the open hours every Thursday to meet with the public. And I've decided recently, along with my Twitter and, and some of the other things I'm doing on social media, is that um and it was an idea from you i'm going to be going which,
0: which i didn't follow up on right? story <laughs> so of my life i'm going
1: to steal your idea where go I'm, ahead I'm, yeah, yeah i'm, yeah. I'm going to be going to the derby neck library on sundays and it's going to be you know meet alderman art and bring whatever you want to the table and i'll see what i could get done and i can't tell you um i i get citizens from all the wards in the city not just mine that bring up issues and then i send it to the the appropriate alderman. So yeah, and
0: that's a great way local government should work. And I think sometimes uh, when I read our own Facebook page. A lot of times people come to the Valley Indy with questions uh, that would really should just who represents you on your local board of aldermen or board of selectmen. Like who's your representative? That's who you should be talking to about mm-hmm. about some of these uh, these issues. Not necessarily. Uh, the media, so it's good to see something like that happen. I know when people hold uh, ward meetings, if three aldermen get together, people tend not to show up. But I had like I had a problem behind my house a couple of years back where uh, this construction company was using a, a parking lot that was zoned residential because I did my homework, you know, mm-hmm. zoned residential, which should mean something. And they were staging tractor trailers there and was going on uh, all through the night. My wife was pregnant at the time. It was really a nightmare. So I started videotaping it. And I actually, one of the things that I did right off the bat, I reached out to you mm-hmm. and Ron Sill as my alderman. Right. Because uh, I thought that's the way, you know, that's the way democracy uh, works. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know if people realize they can do that, but that's why aldermen are there. Right. Uh, they're not really there to get their own personal agenda through, whatever that may be. Right. Uh, they're there to try to to try to help people. And so that's good. Are, are you mm-hmm. uh, go ahead. I didn't no, know, I was gonna you... say,
1: and with a little bit of experience, you know, we know who to call, who to contact, so that, you know, you just need to know the one name, who your alderman yeah. is, and then we take it from there and we're gonna, you know, to the best of our ability, address the issue. And uh, you know, I think we've been pretty successful at that. And then just we got sc- the cemetery sign spelled right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was an Ethan yeah, Fry yeah, thing. I
1: know it was <laughs> Ethan Fry
0: hated in the le, in the city of Derby for calling him on that, and that's something where they had the word cemetery was spelled uh, incorrectly on two signs next to each other, wasn't yeah. that? Yeah. What was, was going on? One was the other was correct. All right, right so you had a uh, yeah, but they were next to each other, right? You had, in, you had cemetery was spelled uh, anyway, but that uh, that's that. Uh, w- let's just do some random questions here, because obviously I've, I, I mean, I have like ten topics here. Okay. And, uh, you know, we've been through like one of them, so I, we'll have to have art for a part two. Uh, but you know what? Let's talk about this week in history. We'll give you a little break uh, for a moment and okay. give my, my, myself a break. Uh, this week in history. So this is going to post on July 4th. So I went back and I looked at DerbyHistorical.org, the great uh, Derby Historical Society website. July 4th, Independence Day, 1907. Ansonia, the city, has a rough independence day. Many fireworks are set off. The Ansonia Congregational Church is broken into early in the morning so the bell could be rung in the early morning. The Baptist Church is also broken into at the time for the same reason with a ladder. Both churches are damaged. Guards thwart attempts to break into Christ Church and the Methodist Church Uh, sorry, we're having some audio problems, which is wonderful. But anyway, sorry about that. It sounds like we're uh, okay now. So they tried to break into two other churches. Uh, The entire police department is on duty, but officers can't be everywhere at once. What that interference was, was my Mac charger hitting a microphone line. Uh Oh, okay. Which is, yeah, all this equipment. Yeah, it's like, how do you prevent that from happening with all this stuff? But, so that's that. Then in Derby on uh, Independence Day 1907, many fireworks are set off. Many are injured. Derby. The new St. Michael's Church is dedicated at 10.30 a.m. The square in front of the church is packed with people. A a parade with 500 people, including all the local Polish societies, precedes the dedication. So that's a nice one. Mm -hmm. Uh... And that's pretty much it. Uh, in, Seymour, in Shelton, Independence Day in 1907 was largely quiet, with one notable exception. A number of boys delight themselves by placing dynamite caps
1: along the trolley. What was going on in the valley?
0: Art, <laughs> right, was this like a thing when you were a kid?
1: <laughs> Not when I was a kid, but uh, I do think people in the valley like to uh, explode things. That, yeah, what is <laughs> on the that? Fourth.
0: Well, yeah, because yeah, well, it'll be Mark Searles who who lives in West Derby will yeah.
1: always like
0: uh he'll always say something like yeah that's a that's like a tradition because yeah. Yeah. I, I I live right down the I live on Hawthorne Avenue mm-hmm. I'm on two forty six Hawthorne right. right down the road from Alderman Gherkins. and yeah when I, it's like and I have a phobia I actually have a <laughs> I have this weird phobia I think it comes from like my I think I went to like a gun range as a kid my father was a New York City police <laughs> officer and somewhere along the line I developed this really on this crazy fear. Of uh, the noise that fireworks makes a balloon if you bring in a balloon like if i see my daughter emma three years old with a balloon i I leave the house (laughs) i don't know what it is so i moved to derby and park avenue is right behind my house there's dudes at park avenue they're lighting off like macy's fireworks and it it comes up to my it's it's living room level because the way the big hill is what is that where does that
1: come from i don't know where it comes from but it's a long-standing tradition lakeview terrace is another popular spot on the fourth yeah Yeah. And it's
0: so it's so here we are going back 100 years and then kids had dynamite back then, which is just and this goes on and on. I mean, there are like this this could be the longest uh, this week in history ever. And it's all just like mayhem from the archives of the evening (laughs) sentinel Uh, Thursday, July 4th, 1935 in Ansonia. Several trees are started on fire from fireworks. (laughs) A fight on Clifton Avenue leads to police being called. Who subsequently discover an illegal still in the residence, leading to two arrests. So that's mm. e- Ethan loves the Prohibition era uh, <laughs> uh, stories. Despite all this, the fourth is mostly quiet. So that was that was their definition, you know, a fight, an illegal <laughs> gin mill, and f- trees catching on fire. It was pretty quiet. No, it's quiet <laughs> overall. Man, the valley must have been something back in the day. Uh, then on Monday, July fourth, nineteen sixty. This is from a, a Evening Sentinel editorial. Again, and all this information is from derbyhistorical.org. Uh, the birthday of the world's freest nation, for the most part, was celebrated with all the enthusiasm of a funeral, <laughs> and that's because the uh, amateur fireworks were made illegal around that time. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then you read the history. obviously why because it was all drunk dudes with dynamite <laughs> blowing off their hands. Ah, so anyway, and then like uh, let's see, I got one more, July fifth, nineteen sixty. This is the day after. This is the hangover, and Sonia. Due to complaints of young men sitting on the steps of the Ansonia pol- po- Post Office, excuse me, throwing papers around and insulting women as they pass by, hmm. the police will enforce an 1894 law banning crowds of three or more from assembling on downtown sidewalks. Wow. Yeah. And then, so that's that's this week in history. Hmm. Uh, and it's Valley Naval Gazing on uh, valleyindy.org <laughs> and 103.5. Uh, New Haven. You're listening uh, to Eugene Driscoll, and I'm here with Art Gherkin's Second Ward Alderman uh, in Derby. Now, I have Roman numeral five, Art's confrontational style. We already talked about okay. that. Uh, whatever happened to the Derby parking garage? There was that... Uh, the Derby parking garage, I should fill people in, because not everybody is intimate with uh, Derby subjects. It, it, from what we were told for years now, the thing's essentially falling apart. It's uh, It's crumbling. Uh, you know, it needs constant maintenance. We need to either spend millions to fix the thing or knock it down or build it back up. We were told at one point there was a report saying by such and such a date, you got to do something or you can't use it. That date has come. It's long gone, still Mm. using it. What's going on there?
1: Well, uh, again, I I haven't heard a lot about it. I know that the emergency repairs were made, which deemed it safe for now. How long does that last I, I don't know but it's definitely worth uh researching. I know uh Mayor Dugato has been you know putting it out there as something that you know hey look you could buy this and you know it would be yours looking at private companies but you're you're right we need to follow up on that and see at least where we stand as far as the safety part of it goes. I know that the um the authority was disbanded and now it's under the control of the city of Derby. Uh, we run it. Rather than an authority, um, but as far as potential buyers or or further repairs, I, I haven't heard anything lately.
0: Excuse me, they take a drink of water. And I think I think the mayor said at the last alderman meeting that uh, they were searching for grants. Essentially, they had tried right. to get like a mega grant, right? Uh, like I think it was to the tune of nine million dollars. I don't even know if those type of grants even are awarded. Right. I know uh, when anymore, I first became
1: board president, I fired off a letter to all of our. Uh, state and federal and local um, legislatures asking them for help. You know, we need help. That that's a garage that serves our seniors, our our minority community. Our, it serves our veterans. It, you know, it's just—is there anything out there that you could do to help? And I did get answers from everybody that they would look into it and they would they would see what they could do, but there hasn't been much follow up on that. So um, it is something that. It needs to be addressed. Uh, It it really does.
0: One of these days. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. And then uh, just doubling back to charter revision in the waning minutes of this podcast. uh, You know, one thing that I just thought about randomly, uh, it's so hard to get people to run for government. I've heard that uh, from from people in Derby, including employees who serve... uh, You know, uh, as elected officials, they're like, look, you you can't get anybody to run. We care about the city. We love the city. We were grown up here. My father grew up here. We were involved in everything. Uh, Nobody will run. Has the city ever, like as part of this charter revision, have you ever talked about, uh, because essentially what happens now in Derby, if you put your name on the ballot, chances are, like if you you run for the Board of Education, it's hard not to get elected because Mm -hmm. they're so large. Has there ever been talk of... Maybe uh, cutting down the number of people on the board of aldermen or the board of taxation.
1: I haven't heard board of aldermen, but prior to the commission being formed, there was a lot of talk about uh, board of approciation and taxation. The tax board, right? Being, you know, there were some people that wanted to see it go altogether, which would reduce the voting requirements from nineteen people down to nine people, um, but know people brought that up but then never show up at the meetings to argue their case or it hasn't been put on right. our agenda okay so. gotcha
0: yeah so that's what and what about uh, one thing that uh, and this is just coming from my head this is mm-hmm. my, my personal opinion uh, making the mayor's term in Derby four years instead of two right. As, and, and I say that because it seems like uh, uh, I don't know you, you get elected a, a two-year position in, in Derby, and same thing in Ansonia. And mm-hmm. a, like traditionally, you know, when there were manufacturers and uh, the factories were booming, uh, mm-hmm. I think the city was probably easier to run in those days when you mm-hmm. had uh, uh, such stability and such uh, tax uh, revenue out there. Now the issues are such. How do you do it? I mean, two years, you you get a year to do something. Essentially, what you do is you get a couple of grants to do studies. And then you got to run for reelection again. Right. Uh, has, I'm surprised uh, that didn't come up as a thing.
1: Yeah, that's something that you hear about in the community all the time. It's time to make the the mayor's position a full time position. It's time to bump the salary up to to get quality people to run for mayor and to increase the term from two to four. Those ideas are always out there. They're always floated out, but nobody brings it up. And I don't I don't know if you know if you're the current mayor or the current administration it's you're well, always you're, go- you're trying to protect your <laughs> you're guy. always going to look like a jerk if you yeah. do that yeah and so it, it's it's tough but i it's think tough. if it if it was brought up in a way that the commission heard it i mean hey we would at least discuss it but that that hasn't been brought up the
0: all. clamoring isn't there yeah right. and you know I, w- I was remarked to one uh one of the aldermen after the last charter revision thing uh uh, Because this person had said, like, oh, why are you writing about this so early in the process? Because all these Mm. things we're we're talking about, they could go nowhere by July. The the commission could suddenly decide, you know what? We're we're not going to do this. We're Mm. going to try again some other time, or we're not going to send any recommendations. So this call all could be for moot, although I don't think that would happen. But, like, so as a a reporter, like, we hate writing about charter revision (laughs) because uh, you're just basically putting in the headline, don't read this story because <laughs> it's just just the term charter revision yeah. so it's it's difficult yeah. but i don't even know where i'm going with that well, i uh, think what uh, i'm
1: hoping for is that uh, you know f- we definitely need to do the house cleaning so, sort so you of can stuff. see why
0: people don't i was i know what my point was you can mm-hmm. see people don't turn out to say anything because it's such a it's such an old uh, right. uh, uh and, and what's the word antique well how do you say that word ethan antiquated the, and, yeah there you go there you go <laughs> yeah 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 no not and anti- <laughs> i what do you stop it ethan Ethan's off mic throwing uh, out his SAT words. <laughs> but, uh, all right, we have like, well, how much time do we have left? It's uh, We're 50 minutes into this. Look at that, it blew by.
1: Yeah, we could do this all day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything, so we have a few minutes. Is I've asked you all the questions uh, and topics and stuff, but who am I? I? I didn't grow up in Derby. I don't know anything. Uh, I just got to pay my car tax. I yeah. got that in the mail. The I other got day. mine too,
1: Oof. and the property tax too.
0: Any issues that you wanted to hit upon uh, before we call it a day here at Valley Naval Gazing?
1: Well, uh I would just like to to say that, you know, Derby's my home. Um I've I've been I lived in California for a while as you know I was a truck driving man and drove all over the country, but there's something special when I was driving truck about crossing that, you know, Commodore Hull Bridge and seeing the church of St. Mary's there. That's when you realized you were home. So Derby is my home. I want all the people to know that you know, no matter what happened, the good, the bad, the ugly, my heart is always with Derby and I'm trying trying to do my best. Sometimes it rubs people the wrong way, sometimes it doesn't. But you know, I, I want them to know that I sincerely am looking out for Derby's best interest. And I would like to say that right before I got on here, I posted that I was gonna be on, on my Facebook. So shout out to Tommy Kumkowitz down in Georgia. <laughs> he said, Would you mention my name? So there you go, Tom. He was a hundred and five pound wrestler back in the day, and he was our captain—a great guy. And he just did a cross country trip. So, there's my shout out, and um, really nothing, nothing else. If if you have anything of me, I'd be more than happy to answer or come back.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll have to, we'll definitely uh, have you back on because this was a pleasure. And again, uh, if there's anybody out there from the Derby political scene. Uh, you're welcome to come on uh, the next time we do this. It can be next week. Uh, just direct all hate mail to Ethan Fry. At Ethan, what's it? E-Leland F at gmail.com. Uh, and for Alderman Art Gherkins and ValleyIndy.org, this is Eugene Driscoll saying goodbye. <laughs>